Hey folks, welcome to the Sloppy Boys Blowout. I am Hambone Hanford here with Jeff Dutton. What's happening? And Wolfman Tim. How's everybody doing out there in Radio Land? <laughs> All right. I kind of blanked on my name. Uh, uh, the big the hand big, The big hand bopper. It rolls off the tongue. How could you forget? I know. The big hand bopper. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because like... I don't know if you know this, Mike, but there was a guy named the Big Bopper, and then right. uh, separately, entirely differently, there's a guy, the Big Hand Bopper, who has the whole other guy's name entirely in his name, but then plus Han. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's weird how that uh, happened. Yes, yeah, I've heard of things. You know, I read a lot about like paranormal stuff. Yeah, and I've heard that that can happen. Well, you guys are in in L.A. and you've got the uh, the TV and radio museum close by do you ever go down there and see what's happening with the i go there every morning paley center uh i I go down there and i say hey did you guys want to do an exhibit of any of my tv writing um Uh i have i have a new draft of a pilot (laughs) oh good and and they're like yeah yeah that would be great great yeah yeah we'll just we'll put it here in the vault tim we'll keep them all with the the other ones here in the vault in in fact tim Tim, why don't you walk uh deep into that vault and uh yeah don't worry (laughs) if the door slams behind you Hey, I've been meaning to ask, how come there's always like a shredding noise every time you put something in the vault? <laughs> Guys, mm. it's a fancy affair today. This is our 50th blowout, Ooh. which is such an amazing feat. Oh, and we're an celebrating honor. with the fanciest topic that you possibly can have. Because <laughs> Friday we're drinking the tuxedo cocktail, and today we're watching the tuxedo film—the film that we didn't, that I didn't ever think I'd see. Yeah, I was uh, surprised when you had brought this up. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I wasn't because we were like, "Let's do the tuxedo for the fiftieth," and then you were like, "In the tuxedo movie for the blowout," and I knew exactly what you were talking about. Right? We all know. <laughs> I, I could, I could picture like because I, I had just remembered it, but I, I remember it just picturing the. Like the poster. poster. Yeah, yep. yeah. It's like back in the heyday of DVD. This is what, like mm-hmm. 2002 or something like that? And yep, I, I'm a, I'm a Jackie Chan fan, and I knew that this was one of the bad ones. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, not as great as outing. Let me, let me I, read the... Let me read this. Oh, go ahead, Tim. Well, I was just going to say that I didn't remember it when you said it, and then I looked at the poster and was like, oh, no. <laughs> 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 it's got... It's a... It's problematic in many points. It's uh, out of date. It's got different tones. But let me read the the, uh, synopsis and we'll get to it. The Tuxedo Action 2002. This is from uh, the Apple TV thing. Jimmy Tong, Jackie Chan, is a well-meaning but clumsy New York City cab driver that is tapped by Stina, Debbie Mazur, associate to multimillionaire Clark Devlin, Jason Isaacs, for a new job as Devlin's personal limo tri- driver. So that alone is already uh, so much information. Yeah. <laughs> yep. After a mysterious accident lands Devlin in the hospital, Tong learns that his new boss has a secret. When he's not, we- when he's not wheeling and dealing in high finance, Devlin is also a secret agent for the CSA, a top-level security agency. The secret of Devlin's success as a spy is his trademark, <laughs> su- his trademark tuxedo, a suit... <laughs> 
that is loaded with special gadgets, which turns him into a high-tech fighting machine. After Tong dons the tuxedo and is transformed into a martial arts master, he takes over for Devlin and discovers that the agent's injuries didn't happen by accident. As Tong tries to chase down the handful of international supervillains bent on world conquest, he has a deal with Devlin's new partner, Del Blaine, Jennifer Love Hewitt, a CSA rookie who is just as baffled by her new assignment as Tong. Whew. So, that is a lot of information to take in. If you didn't understand what was going on, I wouldn't be surprised. Mike, I'm glad you did all that because, you know, we talk a lot about, like, how, how much should we talk about the movie as we do Film. this? Like, how much, are, how much are we recapping the synopsis? And I think in, in some cases we do a very good job of just sort of, like, lightly, you know, we talk about the beginning sort of, then the middle sort of, then the end sort of. And this is one where I just, like, was so did not want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> any of it. Uh the, <laughs> so I'm glad you did a deep dive and you you set all that shit up top. It's so it's done. It's done. It's because covered. we're here to celebrate the 50th with a fancy right. tuxedo shaped suit. We don't have to go beat for beat of this bullshit movie. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> well, what what struck struck me instantly in this movie is Jimmy Tong, Jackie Chan's character, yeah, is a cab driver. He's a good driver. He drives all over the place. He gets a job as another driver and he impresses the the millionaire by driving well because he's a good driver. He drives his car well. Yes. But the the movie about this driver is about a tuxedo. Right. And it's called the tuxedo. And it's even called the driver and he does cool driving. It might as well be a magic tuxedo. It it talks to the nerves of the wearer and it makes you do all the crazy stuff. Nobody, nobody explains where it came from. No, but then when they try to kind of show the science, the high tech, high high tech nature of it, it's mm-hmm. so funny because we're like, okay, so this suit does wacky stuff. So if you're wearing it, it makes your body do things. But then when it takes over his hands, it's so funny that it like zooms in and it shows the lasers shooting <laughs> into his bones. And then there's a graphic of like the bones are now controlled by the lasers. So we're like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. Oh, say yep. no more. That's how it happens. Oh man. It's it's that thing in movies where I, I appreciate nowadays with a lot of like sci-fi stuff. It's just like, yeah, we know that this is a movie and we're getting into it. Don't worry about how the technology works. Well, Overall, it's usually a good movie that does that. But this one is just like <laughs> No, I, I love on? that when like Looper doesn't mess with the time travel talk and stuff yeah. like that. But um this one really made me think about international movie stars getting their big break in America because uh, Jackie Chan was a huge star, you know, like Chinese movie star that like, if you were cool Mm -hmm. in America, you started hearing about him. Uh, I didn't know about him like in the eighties, but like film people would have. And then in the, in the early nineties, it starts trickling over and then his movies start coming over here. And it's like this cool, like, movie people knew about him and he was, he was super cool. And, Mm -hmm. um, this movie, it, it reminded me almost of like a Roberto Benigni or some other cases where we're like, you don't, Mm. we, the the dumb American studios don't really know what to do with a person. (laughs) They don't just like let them do their thing. Obviously with Jackie Chan, he did get to, because rush hour was a giant hit and it's like, Oh, they paired him up with a comedian and they put him in this big expensive action movie and it worked. But the tuxedo is, yeah, like Roberto Benini after <laughs> he had been in so many comedies in Italy and then Life is Beautiful gets big here. And then we he was in like Pinocchio or oh, like yeah. it, it, they just didn't didn't know like the executives thought too much about how to resell him. And I always thought that that was a fundamental flaw in this movie is that like 
the suit is getting credit for I know. the cool moves. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, I'm watching Jackie Chan, like a brilliant, like he's physically amazing, but he's like a brilliant choreographer yes. too. Yes. So right. to watch him and do a fight scene and then to be like, well, the suit's making him do that is like, well, you could do that with any actor on green screen, do a bunch of, bunch of dumb shit. And the set pieces, the fighting set pieces in this movie are the worst of any Jackie Chan movie because yeah. mm-hmm. he's not like, He's rarely, you want to see 20 guys run at him on a construction site yeah. and he's using everything around him to beat him up. In this movie, I only really thought there was one cool move where he was kind of like holding onto one guy and doing a circle where he kicked everybody, uh, where he was almost mm-hmm. like running and, the, and, and all each of the like strides was like a kick. But for the most part, He's like, whoa, the suits make him do this. Whoa, the suits make him do that. And it's like, that's not why we watch his movies. Right. It's so funny. The, the, when he first puts the suit on and he does, he wants to do a demo, but he get, hits the watch to make him do a destruction mode. He starts beating up everything in the bedroom. And it's like doing Jackie Chan moves, but just to like kicking down to the like shelves. Vase. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh, well, I guess it's okay. It's just like watching an acrobat do stuff. But, but it's funny because you're like, this actor can do all of the the things that this magic suit makes you do, mm-hmm. this man can do them. <laughs> this man's amazing. The reason yeah. ja- Jackie Chan's um, Hong Kong movies are amazing and his American movies suck is that uh, American, like Hollywood insurance companies won't insure ah. what he does. So mm. that that's why like, well, hey, we'll take it back. In the, Let's go way back to the very beginning of Jackie Chan. What I, what I understand Jack is Chan. that- when he was seven years old, his dad mm-hmm. went to Australia to work at like an American embassy or something like that and left Jackie in the um, in the China Drama Academy, mm-hmm. which is basically like military school, but per, but for the performing arts. And then so <laughs> wow. from from the age of seven to 17, he was learning. Um, here I have it. It's uh, <laughs> you learn music, vocal performance, mime, dance, acrobatics and martial arts. Wow. But not how to read or write. Whoa. Whoa. So it's like, it's this very super disciplined and harsh path. He basically didn't see his parents for that entire time. And then when he, when he graduated, they were like, Oh, um, by the way, there's not much interest in the, um, Peking (laughs) opera anymore. So, um, best of luck. And so he did uh, stunt work and construction work Mm -hmm. and, uh, was, was just like gaining a reputation as a stunt guy who was fearless, who would just like throw himself into everything. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And then a guy came along and wanted to turn him into the new Bruce Lee and Uh didn't really have a remarkable standout for a long time, was just kind of popping up here and there. He pops up in Cannonball Run, but it didn't make him famous. Mm -hmm. Cannonball Run is also where he fell in love with putting the outtakes in the credits. Oh, that's another another Jackie Chan staple. Yeah. Wait, uh, Cannonball Run, like the uh... the Burt Reynolds movie. Wow. He's like he's like a low. He's like a driver who pops up in that. But um. Police story is like his the one I think of is his like big Hong Kong breakout. And then is that where he's got that big fight scene where he's wearing a big yellow like outfit, like almost think, like a jumpsuit. Or something. I think that's Bruce Lee. It's got like, no, no, not, not the, uh, not, not the Kill that, Bill one, not the Kill Bill outfit. It's like, it has him like jumping out of a helicopters and skiing. And, uh, and, oh, okay. Well, I watched that recently. Police story. Um, 
Well, it's funny because it's, I, I was trying to recount like how I came to know, to, to know him and I was, I, it was rumble in the Bronx, but I was thinking like, Oh, Jackie Chan's first strike. And I just looked it up and it's so funny that it, Jackie Chan's first strike as it was called in America, police story Four. <laughs> police story Four first strike. And it's, so it's, <laughs> that's so funny. It's like, again, them like trying to introduce him to us, but I have not seen the first three police stories of you. Yeah. One and three are incredible. Okay. I'll check um, and three was released. It's, Tim, you're right. Rumble in the Bronx was his like American breakthrough. He was still just like a cult, like martial arts star, but that's what kind of made a name for him. And then they released Police Story Three over here as Super Cop, which is really good. Police Story Super Two is Cop. Police Story mm. Two is like only okay, but then from there we have Rush Hour, which made him like a household name. Right. And so Rush Hour is his first like um, American-made American movie starring him. Because I was not really, a, I didn't understand that. When I saw uh, Rumble in Bronx, I, I was like, I had heard of him, but I hadn't seen his movies. And then Rumble in the Bronx, I thought was the the coolest thing in the world. But I kind of thought that that was an American movie. You know, I was a kid and I didn't give it much thought. Mm. But it's so funny that it's a Chinese movie that takes place in the Bronx and it was shot in Vancouver. Uh, and, oh, wow. and it's funny because a lot of a lot of movies and TV shows shoot in Vancouver for New York, you know, like procedural dramas and stuff like that, because parts of Vancouver can be can used fake. as like, yeah, can be yeah they, but they'll look like midtown Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And so it's very funny with the Bronx. They, they like graffitied up part of, uh, um, Vancouver, but it's still really not going to look like the Bronx. And then, um, I just saw on the Wikipedia that the director was worrying about, cheating Vancouver for New York. And then Jackie was like, look, the stunts are so important. Just focus on <laughs> shooting the stunts. And if we get stuff in the background that doesn't look like the Bronx, I don't give a shit. Like yeah, we yeah. have to choose our shots based on the stunts. And uh, for that reason, fans have pointed out that like there are many shots in Rumble in the Bronx where you see like beautiful mountains in the background, <laughs> like green, green Canadian rolling hills. It's almost like at that point, just like, Call it a different, like switch the title. Yeah, like it doesn't seem yeah. like that. Rumble in the Vancouver. hills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. City Rumble. The the thing I was thinking about was uh, Police Story Four, uh, First Strike, where he's like doing the big ladder fight. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I remember the ladder. Yeah, yeah, and that that was. I remember seeing that movie and thinking that was cool, and then seeing the um, the bloopers at the end, and just like how many times oh. he was like banging his fingers in the ladder, or just oh. like getting hit in the face with stuff, and just like oh my god, he's really doing it. And he's got such a good attitude about it. He's like, oh, ow. <laughs> like yeah. rubbing his head like, oh, that hurt. He's like a weird, like, um, he's a big, like, physical comedy fan. Like, he, I, mm -hmm. I bet you he loves, like, Chaplin and Keaton and stuff like that. Because he, yeah. he does a lot of those, like, crazy gags. And, yeah, the, the using the environment. He's He's got a whole, um, like... Rob Deirdrick fantasy factory setup <laughs> where it, like the Jackie and a Chan little ridiculousness in him too. A yeah. little ridiculousness, <laughs> but he's got like a car where they rehearse like all their car fight stuff or a ladder that they like rehearse all the ladder oh. stuff. So that then when yeah. they get on the set, like it might not be the exact ladder, but they're doing like, they're doing a whole routine that they've worked out. Um, he definitely is a Chaplin guy. I've seen him in interviews saying that like Charlie Chaplin was his absolute hero and he got into fighting after that. Damn. Wow. I love watching when Jackie Chan does stuff. Um, he, he like, you know, because he, he said, he, like you were saying, Tim, or I didn't know this, but he was in a like a performance school or Jeff, sorry, Jeff was saying that when he, in this movie, when he like pokes his head out of the, of the cab at the beginning, like he pokes his whole body out and yeah. kind of like, it's just like so interesting to watch him like fish out and his head like 
gives that extra little pop to make his like hair flirt. He just like yeah. does everything with such little like things. He's got pizzazz, man. Yeah, I don't know what to say. Another there. thing that's funny about him is as he aged, there's kind of this unspoken thing of him being like an old, <laughs> an old guy. And I think in, in this movie, I think he was like 50 maybe. Wow. Yeah. Because he's old. He's, he's, he's in his late 60s now. Yeah. But I kind of like that when he's being like shy with a woman or something and you're like, <laughs> well, you've got a wrinkly tur- turkey neck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you shouldn't ask out, ask out that art gallery girl. <laughs> that was so the, the whole line there is like storyline that you want to ask her out. And then it comes around at the end, like the whole CSA group helps him. That was so. I was like, "What the fuck?" That was so bizarre. Also, did it seem like the agent guy is like back alive at the end, and they ADR his lines because he's in exactly the same shot that he was in the beginning? Like, oh, I, I don't know, Devlin. I, Devlin. I well, was, Devlin never died. He just was in the hospital. Really, I thought he drank the water in the hospital and he got like all fucked up. Anyway, hmm. don't worry about it. Oh, I like. It's the, not worth following Devlin. <laughs> that was funny though. The uh, the water plot. There's a pl- oh, there's the evil plot line in this movie is about bottled water with like super hydration that overhydrates you to death or, or uh, no, no, dehydrates no, you. It, it dehydrates, dehydrates you. you so that you'll keep drinking more, but it yeah. can also dehydrate you to the point of you drying up and dying. And <laughs> I thought that that was so funny as like 2002 paranoia of like just picturing some grumpy studio exec being like, this these days with the bottled water, people are <laughs> they're buying the water. <laughs> these days, man, I, I didn't even understand. Like, <laughs> if they just nailed down what the fuck the relationship is between him and Jennifer Love Hewitt's character, because man, every other scene it was just like she admired him and had heard about him. This case of mistaken identity because she thinks he's Devlin. Yeah, and then other times she'd be like, "You're so crazy and reckless." I know. And she's her. like, like yelling at him half the time and ad- yeah. admiring of the admiring him the other times. And then so at the bizarre. end, we find out like she has a crush and she's jealous that he ne- he doesn't look at her the way he looks at the art dealer lady and it's like yeah you, you hate this guy <laughs> i didn't when she first goes on that mission with him and he's like fighting those people and she's like not watching at all man would you help me what is going on back there like she doesn't just turn around and look that he's getting beat up uh, her whole tone is just after that is like oh you're so annoying to me you screwed everything up you're annoying it's like well he's you didn't help at all like no one helped each other at all in that situation also yeah just throughout the whole movie, curious use of extreme close-ups, curious use of like uh, the bottom chirons. Like they would label a bunch of locations yeah. that like did not need labeling. Nope. I noticed that with the extreme close-up when she's introducing uh, James Brown or the fact that James Brown's not going to be there. It's a cl- extreme close-up on her mouth in this, and then it like pulls out to her whole face. It's just I, I don't know weird. what. I, I did like seeing on. James Brown. At one point, they have to like infiltrate like a club <laughs> to find the bad guy or whatever. They go into the dressing room. James Brown is there. James Brown taps uh, Jackie Chan on the shoulder, and the suit reacts reflexively and like punches James Brown, and he flips in the air. But then we get one of those nice James Brown like wow <laughs> when, when <laughs> as, he gets, he's as he's falling. That uh, made me laugh. Have you yeah. seen uh, yeah. the viral talk show clip of James Brown? He's like yeah. on the news or something. He's like. <laughs> really out of it ain't, just saying ain't nothing wrong or whatever uh-huh. he's a wild man but yeah I, he's 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 got soul i gotta give him that sure sure um, um this this whole movie had a weird undertone of like horniness going on yeah that yeah. i didn't realize till like the second act i was like oh yeah everyone's like her her uh jennifer love hewitt's code word or at some point is like jackie chance to come up to her and say like nice rack yeah yeah and, 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 and then, then james brown says nice rack unprompted yeah 
it was really it was it was with this 2002 so it was just like no sense of like hey we don't just say that <laughs> in a movie right. for no like, reason. I don't know what type of movie this is they thought they were making because like how would Jennifer Love Hewitt not know that she's in a stinker the whole time it's like you got two big movie stars and what seems to be a big budget but mm-hmm. it's an action comedy and those just don't that, like I mean like that became his thing like after Rush Hour it was just like we're gonna do the Shanghai movies we're gonna pair you with this person we're gonna pair you with right. that person and for whatever reason Jennifer Love Hewitt was like the it girl right then and there so she made mm-hmm. sense that year but doesn't it bother you that that pairing of like Chris Tucker comedian uh, Owen Wilson funny 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 comedy film actor sure um, but this uh, this reminds me of uh Baywatch when it was like The Rock and Zac Efron and it's like no you guys are the both the handsome guys who are normally paired up with a funny one yeah and then you just and and then Jackie Chan is like doing the comedy heavy lifting and I do think Jackie Chan could be funny but like the 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 conceit the central conceit of this movie is a magic tuxedo that's so silly yeah oh uh the other thing about this movie and the medallion which is like another shitty aughts Jackie Chan movie is that for the longest time Jackie was doing no CGI and Mm -hmm. now we're going to like try and do a little bit of wire foo and a little bit of CG and it Mm -hmm. made like these pieces of crap what you said wire foo is that like is that a style of yeah, the sort of the Matrixy post post Matrix like you know ah, okay. flinging people around and stuff. Crouching Tiger is uh, I've never seen that. But yeah, is that, yeah, yep, same deal. A, but that's a little more artful. You know what's a good movie uh, is uh, Shaolin Soccer and Kung Fu Hustle. Hell yeah, those Kung are Fu I, Hustle. Yeah, I forget who made those, but it's, it's the same type of guy. He was like the writer, direct, like the director, actor, and choreographer guy, mm-hmm. and all. I forget his name, uh, but those are very cool. What's that? Uh, Steve Odekirk movie? Yes. Uh, Kung Pao. <laughs> Kung Pao. Does that have the joke, we are two ventriloquists? Is, is that? Oh, maybe. I the only thing I remember from that is the, the cow? A cow shooting milk out of its udder like, and doing like a matrix, kind of like bending backwards. Well, I, yeah, I remember that movie coming out and that they really <laughs> thought they were really pleased with that matrix yeah. cow in the trailer. But... I finally saw it and I got some good kind of like naked gun style laughs out of it. And Mm -hmm. Uh it's doing the kind of what's up tiger lily thing where there's like footage of real movies that's dubbed over. And then he's like plugged in with green screen. But then there's just one joke I've thought of a lot where it's like (laughs) these like two guys are like skipping down the the street, but their mouths are not moving. So, and they dubbed over, (laughs) we are two ventriloquists. (laughs) 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 <laughs> that's funny this, I had some, did you guys laugh at all during this movie I had some I had some laughs I had a yeah. couple but they were I don't know if they were laughing with or at you're right some were intentional some were unintentional uh, I really laughed at the beginning when when uh, uh, Jackie Chan this is the guy the biker is like fighting with Chan, uh, Jackie or whatever yeah. and he runs away and Jackie goes <laughs> go get a tattoo of a chicken <laughs> yeah <laughs> a tattoo of a chicken <laughs> that's weird Oh my god! I, I just looked up uh, the Shaolin Soccer Kung Fu Hustle guy is Stephen Chow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and he's another guy who like does everything. And uh, Bill Murray said that Kung Fu Hustle was quote the supreme achievement of the modern age in terms of comedy. Bill Murray, wow. Did? yeah. Wow. I remember thinking it was quite Python esque. I, I I watched this movie called Jackie Chan My Stunts, which mm. is just like a uh, kind of a tour through his stunt company. It was released in nineteen ninety nine. 
And I pulled a little clip if you guys want to hear it. Hell yeah. Please. This is uh, in regards to how he likes to fight multiple people at once and not have uh, it be like, you know, in old movies, there would be a crowd of people and like one guy would fight the hero and then the next guy would fight the hero yeah. and he'd be like, I want to take four guys at one time. And so part of how they do this is that all those, huh, ha, all that stuff is yeah. the is the stunt performers talking to each other about like saying like I'm punching you from the back I'm, and he he's saying like come go away wow like there's, there's like a language afoot and the clip is a little bit physical but I think I've trimmed it down in such a way that it'll make sense but he'll okay. basically elaborate on what I just said the same time they they fight in the same time for one shot boom bang shout boom then and everybody have the yowling everybody yowling then I know. When are they coming? So like, uh, see, when he, because everybody yelling huh. the same, I don't understand. So this why he will yell in front of me, they yell the same thing. But when, when he coming, ah, then I know, ah, it's the punch. Wow. It's becoming our own language. It's chow, chow. It's a go. Like, it's come. If my, my own people, he can give me very low and very short time. That's my own people. Jeez. If they hit me as an accident, I, I don't care. So Crazy. he's also talking about how, like, if he has to work with other people, it's not as good and tight. But because it's like his own people, they have this like language that they can share. So with everything, is his own like a drum stunt team. Yeah. His own people. You mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. That is very cool. I would have never thought about that, but. It makes sense. Like when someone runs up behind him and he does one of those like punches where you just kind of hold your fists up and like, that's how, you know, that's how he knew the guy was coming. It's almost as if it was all planned out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's cool. I'm, I'm going to watch these movies. And, and when I hear that, I'm going to be like from behind front. Stick. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. And, and remind me to not watch that movie with you. Cause yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, I'll let you know. But that, that whole featurette is called My Stunts, Jackie Chan, My Stunts, and it's on YouTube. It's great. Ooh. But um, also, uh, if you're not going to watch Police Story, the end credits of Police Story basically have all the fun stunts and all the bloopers. Uh, you might mm-hmm. as well just watch that if you want to get the entire movie spoiled in like three minutes. <laughs> I do. Um, here's a little trivia. Did you guys notice who was in the uh, address book when yes. Jackie Chan is looking in Devlin's address book? No. Jeff? Springsteen, Sting, Sondheim, Schwarzkopf. (laughs) There's just like all like silly names. I think Stephanopoulos. Because they're saying that Devlin is so connected. Yeah, and he was looking up the S names, and that's like all the cool people he knew. That's funny. It's cool. It's a good movie. You got to be cool these days. Didn't you guys think it was weird when the uh, bad guys brought like that green ooze like right through the party at the end. Yes. <laughs> so many weird things. There was always just so much like uh, production stuff that was like, uh, yeah, just put that, just run it through here. And the whole final plan thing was just like, okay, they're starting the countdown. And the countdown had to account for like, okay, the bugs are hatching. Now right. they're maturing. It's like, what the and fuck it's like is he going was, on here? <laughs> Devlin was drawing a picture of a water bug the whole time on his little doodles and stuff. Oh and my it's God. like, oh, he's got, it's a water bug thing. Guys, I can't, I can't. Ex- those of you listening, do not watch the tuxedo. Please don't watch it. We beg you. Um, well, I got a little detour for us here. Uh, this I was, you know, I mentioned Rumble in the Bronx before. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, Mike? I think you know this song, Jeff. Do you remember the song 
that played over the credits when you're seeing all the outtakes in Rumble in the Bronx, there was a, a Jackie Chan song. I've actually never seen Rumble in the Bronx. Oh, I like it. It's good. Um, I mean, I was just thinking I, I pulled this song because, and this is real, not a funny uh, song. Okay. Um, but it's so weird how there's some songs you hear a million times you don't know. Lots of songs you hear a million times and then they get real stuck in your head and catchy. But this is one of the rare things where I saw this movie one time 25 years ago and then have remembered this song ever since. So I went looking for it today on YouTube. Uh, and it's it's so weird that it's like a song that'll get stuck get stuck in my head from time to time or just really anytime I hear someone mentions Jackie Chan, mm-hmm. I'll like think of this song and get this, the, the, this little piece of the melody from the chorus in my head. And it's a real testament to having a little hooky thing in your chorus. Uh, hit the MB3. There's a band called Ash. Very standard uh, pop punk type song. One five four chord progression. Very Blink One Eighty Two. Love it. That sounds like a Boss distortion pedal. Oh, it sounds like the Boss uh, Bruce Springsteen singing. <laughs> But this is funny, picturing me as a kid watching this and loving this song. This. That, It's so smart, like, you know, pop songwriters know to do that, but yeah. it's like it's like Tom DeLonge going, na 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 um, when I, if anyone on earth says Jackie Chan's name, I think uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Beautiful. That's good. Is that movie or is that song all about uh, like kung fu movies or uh, martial arts movies? I should say. Yeah, he, well, he mentions Jackie Chan by name. I think it's about Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah. But he's like he's saying like Fu Manchu and uh, I think he says Danielson. Dude, I'm looking at the lyrics right now. It says. Last night, Jackie Chan came around. I played pool with him and we hung out. Mr. Miyagi and the X-Men called in for a while as well. <laughs> <laughs> I like That's this so song. This is, this is all my favorites. <laughs> There's, there is such a, like, a specific sense of humor, very much in pop punk music of like late 90s, early 2000s, that's sort of like... Cheeky. Like, like Mark Hoppus being like, Princess Leia, where are you tonight? Yeah. And he's he's singing you? like an emo, you know, he's like being sincere, but it's also like, it's meant to be to have this cuteness of like, I'm in love with Princess Leia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Albert like pop uh, references and stuff. There's like, you can't sing about that. He's like singing about that. <laughs> garbage, garbage culture. Yeah, yeah. Now, like, Tim, when you said you pulled in a song from the credits, I thought it was going to be a Jackie Chan singing song. Oh, I wish. He, he <laughs> is a, he's like a charting musician. Really? Like, he's, he's, got, he's got pop songs, uh, both in Mandarin and Cantonese. He's like a... Are wow. they, like, jokey? Like, no, no. He's like a singer. That's why in, like, well, a lot of his movies, you're... he sings. He's, he's sung in this one. He sung James Brown. I thought he was lip syncing that because it was oh. it sounded so much like I thought James the tuxedo Brown. took over his vocal cords. Oh, you're right. <laughs> that was the suit. That was, that was the, suit. the suit. Yeah. Um, huh. I, well, you you said he was like in a uh, art school like growing up, so he must be a good singer because yeah, of that. it's like a you know like a really intense drama school. Or does he have natural talent? Oh, like Mike. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm always confused a little bit, and when they show the credits for a lot of his movies. 
he'll kind of get line reads pretty often. And I know the, like he speaks a lot of languages. He speaks like 10 languages. But when I read that hmm. in high school, they basically didn't teach him how to read or write. I wonder how much of his acting is like phonetic right then and there in the moment, mm. you know? I wonder. Yeah. You know, it's funny in the bloopers. Uh, there was a lot of uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, like laughing. Yeah. Uh, kind of breaking. And among other people, but uh, there was one where she's, she just uh, opens the door and like laughs immediately. And he kind of looks off. He's like, she's ruining all these takes. <laughs> like, so much wasted film. And it almost seems like, yeah, he's not like joking about it. He's kind of like, no, I is, thought too. Gotta... He, even when he was kind of joking, he's like, she's wasting film. She's wasting yeah. time. It's like <laughs> that he's act. He has a smile on his face, but he's pissed off. Yeah. I mean, he did that in the rush hour movies also. Like he did a really good job of making it seem like he and Chris Tucker were really good friends. Uh-huh. Uh, that's one of the fun things about the rush hour movies is that like every movie ends with them being like, okay, that's taken care of. What are you up to now? Oh, I got to go back here. I'll go with you. It's like, uh, <laughs> there are two peas in a pod, but then you just re you, re- you just rewatch those, right? Yeah. One, two, and three. I think I need to watch. I I've seen the first one. I didn't know there was a three. Yeah. It was long delayed, uh, partially because Jackie doesn't really like the rush hour movies. Oh, he, he doesn't. He, he doesn't get to take a big bite out of the stunts. He doesn't quite understand the humor. Oh. I thought it was he had an issue with it because he he couldn't understand the words that were coming out of Chris Tucker's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> you know, a few a few episodes. I can't remember if it was a, a blowout or a, a or a main that we talked about. Hasta la vista, baby. Ah, yeah. But you were saying you like it when people say hasta la bye bye. Yeah, hasta la bye bye. Well, at the very beginning of this movie. Somebody comes in and kills somebody in the water plant. I don't know, understand why. And he says, Aqua La Vista. Did you guys catch oh, that? Oh, that's what it was. Good. Very A- good. Aqua La Vista. That's around that time, 2002. We're a little late on the joke, but we're still saying Aqua La Vista. Um, I thought uh, he said Hosta La Vista, and I wrote that in my notes. Hosta La Vista, ah. baby, question mark? Just seemed bizarre. Maybe it was. I thought it was Aqua La Vista. He, did, he was wearing like a mask and uh, kind of I think he said like Aquafina. Aquafina, baby. From I think he's, and then he turns the camera and he says, "Check out the new season of Nora from Queens." <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching this in 2021, check it out. <laughs> I am. Um, one of the most confusing things, also at the very beginning of the movie, they show that deer in the stream and the deer starts peeing Ugh. in the water. Yeah. So the whole movie it, was the, that anything? I don't understand what that was. I think that was like an attempt at a joke. Okay. I think it was but to get us into the water thing. And that's it? They, like, they that's open crazy. up the movie with like a beautiful shot of like a waterfall and all this stuff. And you're like, oh, okay, I get it. This movie's about, is going to have like some plot to do with water. And then yeah. a deer comes along and takes a big old honk and piss. And you like follow <laughs> the piss. And like a cartoon, like its tail like uh, lifts up in like a robotic way. And yeah. it's such a cartoon piss. Yeah, I thought like the whole time I was like, so is the water like is the the it's water contaminated? disease beca- contaminated no, I, because I, I of the I think what it is is just the the cynicism of the writer being like oh fucking bottled water is like yeah <laughs> yeah I think you're right I think they wanted to do that they wanted to say like you, we make a big deal out of spring bottled spring water but spring water can have piss in it but if you are a genius comedy writer like me mm-hmm. you uh-huh. would know you got to do it the other way where you got to show someone drinking the water first and then brag this <laughs> is bottled spring water and then when you show the lake you show the piss you don't start with a piss yeah well then also that it, it was the the water was like very much contaminated by people anyway in this right. movie yeah so it's all fucked with like we don't care about <laughs> a little bit of deer piss yeah, piss wasn't the problem yeah for it to be the first joke of the movie makes you think like, okay, this is the piss movie. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, this is not going to go well. 
Tone, tone issues. We had tone issues. Tone I issues. forgot to ask, are, are either of you guys um, uh, piss freaks? Uh, Tim, you asked that here on the pod? <laughs> you asked that every week off pod, and now you want to do it on the pod? I, I'll ask you guys that on um, questions for Lennon, and that way only, only the higher tier listeners will get the Yeah, they can get the real answer. At the end of a questions for Lennon, Lennon will leave the room and we'll come in and say, so anyway, here we just want to answer that piss freak question. What if we had a new Patreon tier? And it's like ten grand a year, and there's only one <laughs> annual episode. But we discuss whether or not each of us is a piss freak. <laughs> we do. Or, it, we have to do it every year. Even just that, it's it's all like our uh, the, our, our lewdest kinks. Ooh. And and but people have to and pay once a year. It's once a year, and you have to pay a lot. And then it's like. Here's Tim's fucking shameful admission. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a Never short, been very short episode. Of Tim's bedroom, and here it is for all to hear. <laughs> very short episodes, and it's just an underbed of like Gregorian chant. And it's like <laughs> you step up to the microphone and say, "This is Mike from the Sloppy Boys podcast," and I. And blank, you know, then yeah, I'm yeah, not giving it away here. Yeah, I'm yeah. not giving it away here. That's a $10,000 yeah. thing. This is good. So, I mean, you know, this is our 50th episode. Uh, we've covered <laughs> a lot of topics on the blowout. Uh, the, you know, cocktails, there's a, in, there's a finite number of cocktails you could even do. So let's think 100 episodes, 150, 200. Maybe we come become sort of like the secret shame. That's cool. Pod. And then like, you know how, remember how Jerry Springer would have those like too hot for TV yeah. tapes and DVDs. Like this would be like too hot for the blowout. <laughs> too hot for the pot. It's the stuff we couldn't show you on the blowout. <laughs> we couldn't, we shouldn't, we wouldn't because we, we imposed our own <laughs> censorship laws. <laughs> so we couldn't like, yeah, uh, I don't think you guys listening to this know, like the, the blowout, Heavily it censored. sucks. Like, there's like a lot of stuff we can't do here. Like, yeah, you, well, yeah. you can't, you can't talk about whether or not you <laughs> are, are aroused by urine. <laughs> yeah, we just can't say it. But for ten thousand dollars, we'll say it once a year. But you can, every, and every year, every year, it's the same thing. And on this pod, like, you can talk about like how you like to like urinate into the toilet and flush it. Like, that's fine if it's not mm -hmm. sec in a sexual way. Mm-hmm. If you like to pee, pee, if you're a deer who pisses in a stream and it goes into a water bottle, like, yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> well, before we oh, wrap it boy. up, I, I, I'm curious, have you guys ever been in a fight? We've talked about this before. Have we? Yeah, I think we talked about uh, we well, getting Jackie Chan style fights all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have been in like some Jackie Chan style fights where like, I'm getting circled by guys and then I see that there's a ladder and I use it in an interesting way and mm. to beat them all. I've been um, in probably a, a skirmish due to sports, but never like a fight. Wait, Jeff, you had one. Uh, uh, what was your, you had a funny one where it was, it was like, the weatherman was beating him up. No, no, <laughs> the no. Weatherman. That, that, that was a, that was Future a disagreement between gentlemen. That was me and Keith. Um, ah. This was in, I, I've talked about this. I'm just going to knock through it real quick. In junior high. Give us the elevator pitch. Yeah, here's the elevator pitch. <laughs> We're playing floor hockey in gym class. My friend's getting bullied by like this handsome jock, oh, yeah. jock motherfucker. He gets, now I'm in a headlock and he's bending me over his leg. Oh, yeah. And then to catch yeah. my balance, I stepped over his leg just instinctively and I had my hand on his back for, for my own balance. This is just reflex. It was almost like I was wearing a magic tuxedo. Ooh. And so just the act of like having stepped over the back of his leg, had my hand on his back. He splats on the gym floor with a nice, satisfying squeak. Everybody turns around and looks at us. And to cover the fact that I had just 
splattered his ass. He starts doing like push ups in the middle yeah, of gym yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, we, we talked about that off. on, I forget what episode, but yeah. it was maybe the push up episode. Um, <laughs> it, it was it's when Tim tried to do push up or not tried. He did 25 push ups right in a row. And then tried. You, oh, that was a live story. stream. That I was did, a live I, stream. That's not committed to. No, I did them in Neil's backyard when we were drinking mojitos. <laughs> oh, shit. I should remember these. And episodes, I, Mike, but. to clarify, <laughs> I, I did try. I did them, but I also had to try. In order <laughs> yeah, to that's right. That's right. But I tried usually suggests like tried and failed. But you I, tried and succeeded. I have not ever been in a fight where me and the other person have both agreed we're in a fight and we're both punching and we're taking turns. I, I had, I've told the story on here about getting the sh- living shit kicked out of me. And then there's there, I, I've like punched. I remember like punching, a like chasing a kid, but, but throwing punches at him. But he was like trying to get away. So he was facing away. So the punches like hit him, like mm. in like the shoulder or the back. Mm-hmm. Mm. I've had a few of those, but I've never been on the same page where it's like, we agree to fight. Yeah. Right, the, the the fights I've had are like playing like neighborhood football or something. You just get a little but shovey. never like you and me right here. Put the dukes up. Um, what about? <laughs> I think it would be cool to do a fight episode of the blowout. Like, we fight each other, or like uh, maybe that might be a little much. I don't want to punch you guys. I, I, I especially don't want to be punched. <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of the worst part of the whole thing. But if deals if, off, deals off. I'm not getting punched. But if there was some sort of neutral thing, like if we if we could each fight like a. Um, like a neutral party. I, I got an idea. Like like jackass we, or something. We like, build. Like we get Butterbean. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is Butterbean butter okay? That's so fucking funny. That's the most, the funniest thing uh, Johnny Knoxville ever said. Is Butter, he gets a concussion from Butterbean and when he's laying on the ground. Is Butterbean okay? <laughs> That's funny. Um, I'm thinking this. We build a scarecrow. Tis uh-huh. the season after all. Oh yeah. yeah. Sure. Then, you know, that's the opponent. We take turns like punching the the scarecrow and then we watch tape back and we like imagine, okay, if instead of the scarecrow being there, that's Tim and he's, it's the video of him throwing his punches and we analyze where, whether. Oh, like the boxing simulation Jeff, thing. Like yeah, like with whether Rocky. Jeff or Tim would have won the fight, but we both, we're both just punching the scarecrow. You know what? I think <laughs> they, I think they have one of those like workout uh, dummies that has like a shape of a human. Mm, yeah. And then maybe like a like a carnival bell ringer with a mallet. You know, you hit the mallet and the and the little mm, weight goes mm-hmm. up and hits the bell. I wonder yeah. if there's like that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, but when Bam Margera does it, it's a dildo going up his butt. Continue. Oh right, right, right. But <laughs> if, if there was a thing where it's like, oh, you're we're punching something and we're measuring how hard our punches are, then we could like calculate. No, I want here's... a uh, I want a stuffed donut doing that once. <laughs> stuffed oh, with what? Munchkins, donut, like a, like a stuffed animal donut. Ah, stuffed animal donut. Here's how we do it, guys. Right now, honor system. Watch me. I'm gonna throw a few punches. Okay, uh-huh. and you guys watch me and truthfully, honestly, tell me whether or not you would have gotten beaten up by this. Okay, great. okay. It's just one punch. No, okay. it's gonna be a whole fight. It's a series. Uh huh. Ooh. Oh, shit. He's moving. Oh, okay. my God. Oh, wow. Holy fuck. His earbuds came popping right out. <laughs> okay, so I, I threw like seven or eight punches, and then okay, so my headphones fell out. I got absolutely demolished in the chin on the first one. <laughs> Was able to stay up. Didn't get knocked out. But then... Could kind of tell how you were punching and could sort of see how you were telegraphing they were them. And similar, I was, let's be honest. They were similar punches seven in a row. Yeah. 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 And then I, I then tried to do like a roundhouse kick type thing and uh-huh. I completely whiffed. You whiffed. And let me ask you this. You said I got, you got demolished in the chin. You don't perchance happen to have a glass jaw, do you? No, this was, that's, that's why I didn't get knocked out. I was able okay. to sort of clench my jaw. 
And for me, Tim, I mean, uh-huh. you don't even want to know how how bad how bad your buddy fared. <laughs> oh, you, no. you actually God. you actually knocked me up in the air like <laughs> Street Fighter Two, and all those next punches connected, and I was just hovering in the air. Oh my God! <laughs> so I held you up with my punches, like a twelve hit combo. Yeah. That's better oh, than man. I was expecting. <laughs> the other night, I put on the new um, Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, it's got some intense stuff in it, dude. I liked it. People shit on it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought it was fun, but it's got some intense uh, like graphic stuff. Yeah. Was, I mean, it's like from the video games. Great. I remembered, ooh, I remembered the joke I wanted to ask you guys about in this movie. So when Jennifer Love Hewitt and Jackie Chan have their first uh, like mission and it goes wrong and she's leaving, she gets in her car and she's like, okay, I just, I'm going to go. I, get, I need some uh, rest and medication. And Jackie Chan's like, what did you say? And she's like, I need, we'll be in communication. What was going on? Uh, I don't understand what that joke was. I don't right. know. I th- I th- Rest I think and it's... medication. What did you say? I said, we'll be in communication. I don't know why she was like. Was she hiding medication? Oh, hiding that she w- needed help. I think it, it was more just, just like. She was going to do drugs. I, I think it was more that like she needs, she's going to like drink or smoke weed or something like that. I, I, it's a bad joke. Maybe she was going to pop a valve. Wow. Yeah. 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 Maybe that sort huh. of thing. Well, why don't we end on that note, folks? Uh, <laughs> now that you're see, laughing your asses off. See the movie. You're scratching your head. Yeah, uh, go see the tuxedo. Yeah, go to see. I think it's playing. I think they're doing like a re- wide release across theaters all winter long. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Christmas is, Day, is they're it, reopening it. Is it to celebrate our 50th episode? I guess so. And why they're doing it in Maybe? December, I don't understand. Maybe. But yes. Happy 50th to all. Hey, can we just take a moment to thank all the patrons who've been with us thank for all you. these 50 episodes? For every 50 episodes. I can't believe it. That's fantastic. Hey, and if you've and been with us. here's what I love. Okay, go ahead. Well, I love the OG patrons that have supported us from the beginning. I love them. But you know, I also love the brand new patron that just this week said, sure, mm-hmm. I'll give it a shot. Oh, wow. You, mm-hmm. like, you like them equally? Um, no, I prefer the old ones. <laughs> I prefer those who jump up to the newest tier. Oh my God. Yes. Those are the best of the best of them all. <laughs> hey, if you've been up with us since episode one and you made it all the way here to 50, go out buy yourself something nice. Yeah. yeah. Go grab, go get yourself, go, uh, go treat well, yourself. This, this week we're doing the tuxedo drink. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. That's why we're doing, well, did we explain that? That's why we're doing the tuxedo <laughs> Movie, <laughs> yeah, they, they know. They know. Okay, okay, if they follow us on social media, which they do, yeah, which they should have. <laughs> well, it's just uh, now. Imagine there's some like twinkly piano music playing under me. Sure, mm, I can imagine. Now that. it's time to go. It's been 50 episodes. Goodbye, yes. folks. And next week is 51. <laughs> 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 Goodbye, folks. Baby, baby.